Welcome to another message from the tribe of Buja. We hope it inspires and encourages you. Grace. See, even me too, I'll be drinking from what God is doing here. Praise God. And, uh, you know, I, I came here, you know how, you know how, you know wrestling, WWE, right? When, you know, you know that two, that two match, that's two, two, two versus two. When the two are fighting inside, the other two, sorry, tag team, they'll be gingering, like they'll be stretching their hand like this, just touch me, let me go and finish this guy, like, especially when it's your guy that is, that is finishing all the moves, and you just remember this move that you've been thinking about at home, so, why did I say this? <laughs> While I was there, ba, when, um, when Inca came up, I felt like some assaulting into the ring, like, like, when pastor told me I'll be preaching, I started praying, I've been asking God, how far, what, am, what do you want me to say, like, you know, this one is not just with your guys, so, what do you really want me to say to, and by the way, while I was praying, God said there's somebody around this direction, it was the picture I saw, that there's somebody around this direction, I don't know if I'm pointing at you, if it's you, just collect it, that, you're healed in Jesus' name. I saw the picture like when I was praying that in this direction, somebody will be healed today. Praise God. So while, when he, and I've been asking God, okay, so God now took me, while I said, the reason why I said ginger when he came up was the scripture that he read. That was the scripture I've been reading. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> this, you're making this thing very interesting. Praise God. And the prayers that I prayed, I told God that I want to see miracles today. I want to see people get healed. I want to see the spirit of depression being lifted up, taken away from people. And when he came up and he was talking, I just, I like, okay, since God has, God has jumped syllabus, who are we to, God has already gone and, but while he was speaking, God now, and he quoted that scripture, God just confirmed to me what he wanted me to talk about. Praise God. And so, with, with Jesus' joy in my heart, I share to you our topic today. It's called the passions of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The passion of Christ. And I, okay, I said I was going to just go. Okay, keep turning it. I wanted to go read. Okay, okay. Let's just watch it. See, there's no coordination in this place. God is here. That's the coordination. Let every other coordination scatter. Let every coordination coordinate to the power of God here. The power of God is strong upon this place. You're going to receive visions. You're going to be healed. The Bible said that how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power. Who went about doing good? Why? Because God was with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's no coordination to this. You know, the guy that sat by the poolside, he was waiting for the, for the water to, to stir. Yeah. Waiting for somebody to come and carry him and throw when the water is stirred up. Praise God. That's coordination. Like, 
That was how he knew it to be. Praise God. And Jesus Christ was around the corner. And Jesus Christ said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The guy started narrating how... The guy was narrating the, the, co the coordination. How it's supposed to be. Jesus Christ, the one that used to send angels to go and turn the water, is standing, the healer is standing in front of you. But you are still saying, whenever the water turns, nobody, look at me, I've been here for how many years now? And for 36, that means the guy has been there before they gave birth to Jesus. So he was there every time, and for 36 years, by that pool, when the water is stirred up, he will want to jump, but somebody will carry his uncle and throw inside. So he was waiting for Kai. He will want to, but so his mind has been programmed to that coordination, that pattern. So he felt that is the only way to, to be healed, to get out of his situation. But here was Jesus Christ standing with him. Asking him, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus is asking us this evening. Throw away all the patterns you have in your head. How you, Jesus is asking you, what do you want me to do for you? But you're thinking about how, okay, I've been trusting God for, to have a car, to buy Benz 2019. And the, the, my uncle has 30 cars. So in your head, you're just calculating that God will just touch the uncle's heart. And he'll give you... But Jesus is asking you, what do you want me to do for you? God is here with our question today. What do you want me to do for you? The power of God is here. And beyond Manasseh, beyond this place, the power of God will move. And you will have a testimony in Jesus' name. Lord, we worship you. Lord, we give you praise. We ask, O oh Lord, that you fill our hearts this evening. We ask, O oh Lord, that you speak through me. You speak to us. You speak to me. You speak through me. And you speak for me, O oh God. Speak for us. Blessed be your name, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please put your hands together for Tribe United. These guys are united. Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Pastor, can we have John 17? The one he read from, from verse 1. Hallelujah. The passions of Jesus. From verse 1. Okay, so John 17 is one of those passionate prayers of Jesus. Like the whole of John 17 is a prayer. Is a prayer of pain and Jesus seeing the cross, seeing everything that was going to come, that was going to happen to him. And he was already prepping towards that time. And he made, he, that was when John 17 verse 1, John, the whole of 17 was written. Can I have uh, TPT? Oh, no TPT. I must read TPT. Does anybody have TPT? The Passion ah, It's the Passion Translation. Let's read it because it's Passion. Yeah. 
all those you have given to me. Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the son whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth by faithfully doing everything you've told me to do. So my father, restore me back to the glory that we shared together when we're face to face before the universe was created. Father, I have manifested who you really are and I have revealed you to the men and women that you gave to me. They are yours and you gave them to me and they have fastened to your word firmly to their heart. And now at last, they know that everything I have is a gift from you. And the very words you gave to me to speak, I have passed them on to them. They have received your words and carried them in their hearts. They are convinced that I have come from your presence. And they have fully believed that you sent me to represent you. So with deep love, I pray for my disciples. I'm not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world, but for those who belong to you, those you have given me. For all who belong to me now belong to you, and all who belong to you now belong to me as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. Holy Father, I am about to leave this world to return to be with you, but my disciples will remain here. So I ask that by the power of your name, protect each one of that you have given to me, and watch over them so that they will be united as one, even as we are one. While I was with these that you have given me, I have kept them safe by your name that you have given me. Not one of them is lost, except the one who was destined to be lost, so that the scriptures will be fulfilled. But now I am returning to you. So, Father, I pray that they will experience and enter into my joyous delight in you, so that it is fulfilled in them and overflows. I have given them your message, and that is why the unbelieving world hates them. For their allegiance is no longer to this world, because I am not of this world. I'm not asking that you remove them from this world, but I ask that you guide, guard their hearts from evil, for they no longer belong to this world any more than I do. Your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. I have commissioned them to represent me, just as you commissioned me to represent you. And now I dedicate myself to them as a holy sacrifice, so that they will live as fully dedicated to God and be made holy by your truth. And I ask not only for these disciples, but for also for all those who will one day believe in me through their message. I pray for them all to be joined together as one, even as you and I, Father, are joined together as one. I pray for them to become one with us just so that the world will recognize that you sent me. For the very glory you have given me, I have given them so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity, and the world will be convinced that you sent me, for they will see that you loved each other, each one of them, and with the same passionate love that you have for me. Father, I ask, I ask that you allow everyone that you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they will see my full glory, the very splendor you have placed upon me because you have loved me even from the beginning of time. You are my righteous father, but the unbelieving world have, has never known you in the perfect way that I know you. And all those who believe in me also know that you have sent me. 
I have revealed to them who you are, and I will continue to make you even more real to them, so that they may experience the same endless love that you have for me, for your love will now live in them, even as I live in them. Thank you. You see, uh, John, John 17 explains the purpose, the, the essence, the very person of Jesus Christ. You see, John 17 was, was Jesus Christ looking at what was going to happen to him. Praise God. And he prayed this. One of the place, one of the scriptures here. I really wanted us to read every. That's why I allowed so that you see everything he was saying. Jesus wasn't praying for any other thing. He wasn't saying, "Oh Father, give me uh, this or that." Throughout, he kept mentioning us, us, we, the children sitting here. Praise God. Praise God. He kept saying. That God should not take us from this world. Like, God is not saying that the Father should just carry us now. Praise God. But he's saying that the Father should keep us. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. He said, and I ask not only for these disciples, but also for all those who will one day believe in me through their message. Where are the people he's talking about? So Jesus Christ then was praying for us now. That I pray that one, I'm praying for also the people that will believe in these disciples. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ was still very young then when he was about to go to the cross. Jesus was 32, right? 33, yeah. When he was about to go to the cross and this was his prayer. Hallelujah. Jesus wasn't thinking about um, any other thing. In fact, the devil tried to check, you know, check him and took him up to a high mountain and check, you know, the, 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 the corridors of his heart and showed him the kingdoms of the earth and said, bow to me. Praise God. He saw that he didn't succeed on that and he now took him to somewhere else, showed him a very, took him to a very high building, very, very high. Showed him how very, how far the place is. And reminded Jesus of the word of, of God, which was Jesus. And said, it is written that he will give, God will give his angels charge over you. So it's not any big deal. Just jump higher as you just levitate, you know, land slowly. Like, you know, all those superhero movies. And Jesus Christ knew that, yes, he could do it. But because of the source that, that it, it was coming from, Jesus didn't pay attention to that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is just showing, God, you know, God has been showing me the, the, the passions of Jesus, what took him to the cross. Like, he so believed in what he came for. He so believed, he believed in us. Hallelujah. He had not seen us, or maybe he had seen us as God. But in the flesh that he came, he had not seen us, but he knew this was worthy of going to the cross for. We were worthy of going to the cross for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to be mentioning different, different. Jesus Christ was the definition of passion. Okay, I went through. I just said, let me just Google 
passion and check the definition. Of course, I know what, you know, just let me just check again. And, and it was very amazing. I saw two, you know how you have the definition one and two, right? The first one is strong and barely controllable emotion. Very strong. Kind of emotion that you cannot tame. Amen. And the second one is the suffering and the death of Jesus. That's the definition of passion. Hallelujah. In, in the dictionary, like that's talked about, then uh, announces synonyms of passion, crucifixion, pain, suffering, agony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, God loves us so much. That's the message. God loved. There was something driving him. He was ready to die. I know, you know, we could be very familiar with this message and God loves me and, you know, all of that. The, the, the passion Jesus had made him took those cane. See, somebody was explaining the kind of, I think Mel Gibson tried to explain a bit. The Bible said that, uh, not the Bible now, Mel Gibson. In Mel Gibson's movie, the guy, the soldier that was going to flog Jesus, they already tied him there. So they were testing the whips. I don't know if you've seen the movie. Like, the guy, the guy smashed the cane to the table that the officer was sitting. The cane held the table like this. And he pulled it to himself. And the, the cane took some of the table with him. <laughs> that was what they flogged Jesus with. He took, he took that, that, that beating, not once. It wasn't just once. They just flogged him and said, guys, guys, don't do it. Can't see it no. They kept flogging him till his, his flesh could not stay in his body again. The Bible said that he was, he was without recognition. His, his vision was mad, like, praise God. Praise God. You know, today I'm trying, I really want us to have a mental picture of this. See, that's where we get our healing from. It's not like it was now. We were because of those Cain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the Jesus we serve. You know, you know, nowadays, social media, everything just try to, you know, reduce the Jesus. And they try to, on dear Stevie now, like if you're saying anything, Jesus and God, they'll just remove that place and it just go. Like even if it's God, like, oh my, ooh, like, praise God. See, Jesus Christ is the solution to this world. Jesus Christ is the solution. Is the solution you are looking for. The Bible said that God made him who knew no sin. This guy that they were beating and killing like this didn't do anything. Okay, an example of that is when they stood before Pontius Pilate. He asked them that what did this guy do? Just tell me the, the offense so that I can at least know that I'm doing a just thing. I'm dealing, this, I'm dealing with this guy because of what he did. They just said... We don't just kill him. They didn't want to hear. They were just screaming, kill, crucify. And the Bible said that he washed his hands and said, You guys should just go and do your things. Since it's from it's from that was from the temple that he came and he was the high priest. They were screaming on top of their lungs, crucify him. The Bible said that God made him who knew no sin. He was without sin. Now in God's 
jurisdiction as God. He took a man that never knew sin, blameless, never did anything, carried him and placed him as sin. Then God in his infinite power took us who all our lives, all the language we know is sin, took us in his power and made us righteous. That was the exchange that happened on the cross. I want us to have a mental picture that God did this. God made us see right now we stand before God as though we have never sinned. Like Jesus. You know how Jesus walked upon this earth that he never sinned. When God did that exchange, when you gave your life to Christ, that's what happened to you. God took you and exchanged you for Jesus. So all of Jesus' righteousness came to you. All of your sins and your forefathers' sins, the, the cause of your first, firstborn cause, your uncle's language cause, all of that fell upon Jesus because God in his, God was, the, God was the judge. So he sent Jesus Christ as the lamb. He was slain. So God took Jesus and dropped him inside sin. Condemned him to sin. Made him go through all the things that we were supposed to go through. God took us and placed us as righteous. As though we've never sinned before. See, that's why when we come before the throne of God, we are jumping. We are singing. We don't care about anything. We are rejoicing because of the passion of one man. Amen. Amen. We are righteous because of Jesus. Our sins are forgiven because of the passion of one man. He held on when they were flogging him. He did not touch it. You know how... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'll stay focused. No, for real. He didn't touch the cane and rub it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the passion of Jesus. Jesus Christ, knowing what he was going to go through when he was, when he was, when he was praying this prayer. The Bible said that when he was praying this prayer, his, his blood, his sweat was like blood, was as thick as blood. He got to a point that he felt sky, man. Father, if it's for me, let this, let this cup just pass. Because while he was praying, the Bible said that on that mount that he was praying, he saw he had he saw everything. It was too heavy. The agony was too much. But he said, Father, nevertheless, not my will. You know, when we read that scripture, we just read it and pass, like he sweat blood, you know. He said, uh, if it's possible, let this cup pass for me. Then he now said, nevertheless. That was not happening. There were hours of agony before he finally admit, he agreed. Hallelujah. 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 Our sins are forgiven. Our sins are forgiven because of the righteousness of God upon us. God has imputed upon us. God has, the, way God, the way God made Jesus Christ sin... God made us righteous. Our sins are forgiven. See, this is what heals us from our diseases. This is the healing 
you know, I, I was reading a book and it said that 90% of the ailments, the incurable ailment people uh, contract is because of guilt for something. So man like to want to always um, tie something bad happening to him because of something that he did. Praise God. But a righteousness conscious person does not think like that. And that's where God has called us into. And God has made us righteous. See, Apostle Peter was traveling, sorry, Paul was traveling, and the Bible said that the wind rocked his boat, scattered everybody, he was going to kill them, people were screaming, and finally, one of the guys just said, Kai, they just carry this guy and throw inside the, maybe it's him and everything. See, he suffered, they suffered all the, you know, shipwrecks and everything, and he came out, and as he was by the shore, the people that lived there, came to him and um, they, they, you know, they were already surprised that this guy didn't die with that kind of accident. This guy, maybe there's a course following this guy. So they, they now, you know, came close to him and he was packing firewood. You just finished from a, a bloody accident that God narrowly saved your life. You came again. You're trying to carry firewood. A viper fired him again. The people there will be thinking, this guy, you must be cursed. Why is everything bad happening to you? But for once, Paul didn't sit down to think, hey, God, could it be that it was the way I spoke to that conductor or was the way I spoke to that cab guy or maybe it was the way I did. Paul didn't think in any, of, in any of these things. The Bible said that he simply just shook this viper into the fire. Hallelujah. So the guys were waiting for him to die. Hallelujah. That's righteousness, consciousness. That's what the passion of Jesus has brought for us. That every day we look at ourselves, we remember his death, his burial for us. We remember his death. He was beaten. He was bruised for our transgression. See, the day that they were going to hang Jesus Christ on the cross, they took him to, uh, they kept him in the prison first before they, uh, they would come to him. And I think that's, that season, every year, they will exchange one person. They, as in the, they will always ask the Jews to, in exchange, which, you know, which, uh, and all of that. And they, they agreed to release Barabbas. That was the, the, the gangster, the drug lord, the, the baddest guy in the city that was kept for assassination. They chose to exchange that guy for Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 As young people, God is calling us to be passionate. Let's not be, let's not be careful for our faith. Let's not be careful for what we believe in. Let's not be shy. Let's not be, let's not paint it. Let's not put it down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On social media, let not, let's not join people when they are talking about the faith, people that don't know us, let's not join them. When they're talking about one man of God and all of that, let's not join them. Hallelujah. Let's not join them. Even if the man of God did what they said he did, yes, let's say the man of God stole money, There's the whole of social media is going to collapse, that that man of God stole money, let's not join them. The Bible says, let's not judge another man's servant. It is to him whether he stands or fall. He now went on to say, and God is able to make him stand. 
many people many people have just we just we just go we feel like we are the we are part of the jury on social serious on social media like when you hold that phone and they are firing one woman that just came out and said let's bring five hundred dollars and everything we'll now go and join the panel and be shooting straight god has that's not what god has called us for hallelujah god has called us god god is calling us to a life that jesus will be seen this passion that jesus had that it will be transferred to us that everywhere we walk that people will see people will just will not need to as in there won't be need to actually start telling people people will see our lives and say of the truth there's jesus in this man's life hallelujah 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 the passions of jesus one day jesus christ was walking and they were passing they were passing one tree and the bible said that he walked towards the tree and expecting to eat from the tree and all of a sudden no fruit the bible said that jesus christ said from hence no man eat from thee and i see they passed that tree. The Bible said that the next day they were passing, that tree had dried up from the roots up. Hallelujah. 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 That tree had dried from down from the roots up. And Peter said, Ah, Master, is this not the tree that you, you cursed yesterday? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God is calling us to a place where we, the, his passion will fill us, that our, our, our hunger will be filled with his passion. The Bible said that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. You know, I hear a lot of questions. People come to ask me, you know, why do you believe in what you believe? How do you believe in this Jesus? Don't you have doubts sometimes and all of that? When Jesus Christ resurrected, um, Thomas said, they were telling Thomas the story because he wasn't there, I don't know, for some reason. And they were telling Thomas, Thomas said, man, I, I don't believe this, you know, till I see, till I see, till, till I put my hand into his wounds. And I put, till I put my finger into his side, then I'll believe. As he was talking, Jesus Christ walked through the wall <laughs> and came to him. Thomas are you saying what I heard you say? <laughs> Praise God. He said, bring your hand. Jesus Christ took his hand and put it inside the hole. He felt the hole, felt the warmth. Took that hand and brushed it through the side. It was, still, it was still warm. Jesus Christ said, blessed are those whom without seeing they believe. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible said that it was that same, uh, not Bible now, but theologians uh, believe that it was that same Thomas that took the gospel to India. He caught that fire. He caught the passion of Jesus and ran to a continent, a place, the whole of Asia, and shook that place for Jesus. There's a passion that God wants us to catch this evening. Let us catch the passion of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible said that there was this guy, his name was Saul then, sure. He was so passionate 
that he was killing the Jews. He was helping them. In fact, when they were stoning Stephen, the Bible said that he was by the corner holding the clothes of the guys that were stoning Stephen. No, he, he's there now. Why are you guys laughing? <laughs> Praise God. He was holding the clothes. Check it. Read Book of Acts. Praise God. Praise God. He was, he was, he was so passionate. After that time passed, he was now at the forefront leading guys to go and kill the Jews. They were running around the place, arresting people, killing people. He was so passionate. But his passion was for a wrong direction. The Bible said that he actually thought he was doing it for God. Amen. Amen. On his way to one of their projects, one of the cities that they were going to, you know, attack, a light, a might, mighty light from heaven hit him to the ground. And Jesus Christ said, um, Paul, uh, Saul, Saul, why have you uh, forsaken me? And he answered, who are you, Lord? How do you know, Lord? Amen. And Jesus Christ said, I am Jesus, whom you persecute. Now, see, he wasn't going around. Jesus wasn't around when he was persecuting those guys. He was just persecuting people. He was just doing his thing and enjoying his life. But Jesus Christ said, I am Jesus, whom you have been persecuting. Children of God, we, we, everybody, anybody that touches us is touching Jesus. And theologians believe that it was, it was, you know, there's this scripture that I always say that uh, Paul had, not scripture now, people, some men of us started saying that Paul had skin disease and he sought the Lord three times according to that scripture. But it wasn't skin disease. The Bible didn't say it was skin disease. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was the wickedness that he had committed, the people that he had killed. Those, the devil was, the devil started using the memory to haunt him. And he was seeking God for God to help him take away this, this, this thorn in the flesh. It was a figurative expression. It wasn't a literal expression. And God said, that my grace is sufficient for you. Hallelujah. God turned the passion of Paul and gave him his passion. God told Paul, God told Paul that um, he, he should go while he was blind. They should take him to a, a, a guy's house called, a uh, place called Ananias. And God also told Ananias that they were bringing somebody for him. Isn't God wonderful? So that when Paul came to Ananias, Ananias also knew that this guy was coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a passion, there's a passion that God wants us to carry. And that's the passion that will conquer this Nigeria for Jesus. It's not the routine that we, not our regular routine of, of church, of religion, and all of that. It's the passion of Jesus. It's the passion of Jesus that will make us stay up late and praying for souls. Hallelujah. Everyone that God has given this kingdom is through this passion. A glimpse of this passion can take a nation. A glimpse of this passion can take your, your organization out. My desire this evening is that God will give us a glimpse of this passion. That we will not just run as mere men. He was talking about how much glory of God that we have in us. See, we have God's glory. The Bible, the Bible was talking about uh, uh, in John 17. 
that, Father, glorify me with your own self and with the glory which I have with you before the world was. He said, and now this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou have sent. See, the mystery of the kingdom is in Jesus. Everything in heaven, everything is centered around Jesus. That was the glory Jesus was praying in John chapter 17. Everything in heaven is around Jesus. The Bible, Paul, uh, uh, John the Beloved said, he saw a throne, and upon this throne was like a lamb that was slain on it. And round this throne, there were four beasts. And around these four beasts were 24 elders. First was like a sea of glass. And around these four beasts, were like they, were like, they were 24 elders who fell down flat on their faces and took off their crown, screaming, holy, holy is the lamb. And the Bible said that the entire angels in heaven joined this procession, screaming, holy, holy is the lamb. And the Bible also said, then all creation joined this heaven. That means Jesus is the center of it all in heaven. That's how God desired. That's how God wanted it to be. So everything we do without Jesus, everything we do without the knowledge of the finished works of Jesus, we are just doing something else. It might look like it. It might look like we are working for God. Are, if, if you are in church and you are doing everything you are doing without this revelation of Jesus, until that revelation catch you. See, that is the that is the passion that births everything. That is the passion that, that gives birth to new things. God brought Jesus Christ so that with Jesus, the Bible said that God made Jesus Christ to become wisdom unto us. Through his passion, understanding his death, burial, and his resurrection, we will be totally free. That anyone who believes in their hearts that Jesus is Lord, and everyone who confesses with their mouths, this passion will catch them. We will run. We will not, we will not be weary. When people are falling down, we are still running with the strength of the Almighty. We will walk and, and we will not faint. Because the passion of the Almighty has come upon us. See, I know sitting seated here today, there are a lot of people. And earlier, initially, God was talking to me that there are two sets of people here. We have the set of people that are on fire for Jesus. We also have a set of people who don't know anything, but they want this fire. We don't know, we just, we just, we don't know, we don't know, why are they doing what they're doing? Why is he talking? Why is this guy shouting like this? Hallelujah. Why are they doing, why are they closing up their eyes? Why, why are they lifting up their hands? Why are they, why are they screaming? Why are they worshiping like, why are they dispassionate? It's because the passion of God has come upon us. Hey, and this same passion is going to come upon us this evening. Somebody's going to catch something that you run for, for years with in this place because the passion of God is upon us. Hallelujah. It's the same, Je same Jesus Christ. Thousands of years after, we are still gathered here talking about Jesus. Hey. God has made Jesus Christ the center of it all. That every time, that every time we talk about Jesus, every time we, 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 we look deep into all that he has done for us, our, our, our human nature falls. The Bible said that the spirit and the flesh are in constant battle. And only, only the one that you feed 
we become stronger against the other. What do we spend our time feeding on? What do we spend our time feeding on? Let's spend our time feeding on the passion of Jesus, the passions of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This same passion, I, I was listening to, uh, what was his name? Um, Benson in Dahusa. Something just said, I, should, I was going through uh, YouTube and I just I just passed Benson in Dahusa. I said, yeah, I've been hearing this guy. Like, okay. I've been hearing this guy. Like, I've been hearing his name. Let me just check. And I checked and I started downloading all his messages. He said something that really made me catch fire. I just caught fire. Like, he said he just heard. He was just a new convert in church. He just heard a place in the scripture that said, um, these signs and wonders will follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will heal the sick. They will take up poisonous things. They will raise the dead. The thing hitting. They will raise the dead. Then I think they were praying or something. And the man of God now said, Benson, in the house, God said I should tell you that you will heal the sick. You will raise the dead. Dead, the thing hit again. He stood up and started going around, knocking doors. Is there anybody dead here? <laughs> so please don't insult him. He was passionate for Jesus. Knocking doors. Hello, is there anybody dead here? Can you imagine? Imagine somebody come and knock on your door. <laughs> Ask him. That was the passion that caught him. Finally, he got to a house. After combing the, the, the environment, he finally got to a house and knocked and saw people crying that one little girl died. He said, th he said, worshiping God, thank you, Lord. And they told him, he came in, and a new convert, he came in and said, he, 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 was, he, was, he was already shouting for the guest to come back, and he saw that nothing happened. He carried that same scripture and read again. These signs shall follow them that believe. He didn't say matured Christian, Papa in the Lord. G-O's. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And he looked at the girl. I told her, I started shouting, that come back to life, everything. And she was still lying down there. And he, remember the, on that place of the scripture that said, Jesus Christ, praying for that dead girl, told everybody to leave the room. He said, very good. <laughs> told everybody to leave the room. The parents. And they went outside. They were standing by the window. And he asked them, what's this girl's name? And they told him. Forgotten the name. And he called the girl. And the girl came back sneezing. He just gave his life to Christ. Ginger. But the girl came back to life. That was where his ministry is shot from. That's... That's, imagine starting up a ministry from 100%, not winding the engine and climbing. It's the same passion. God is speaking to somebody this evening. The passion of the Lord is here. And we're going to hold this passion. We're going to run miles. We're going to run faster than the king's horse. Elijah, 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 um, uh, after praying, he saw sending his servant to go and check and see, and the, and the guy came back telling him that he saw a little cloud. Elijah told him, go and tell the king to start running. That's serious. You've not, you've not seen cloud gather. You're already telling them to go and tell the king to start running. What if nothing happened? But no, he was fired up for God. Go and tell the king to run. And he himself gathered up his loins 
And the Bible said that he ran faster than the king's horse. He, he, he already, he went, he was waiting for the king at the gates before the king came with his, with his horses. Let's just worship God. Let's just, let's just talk to God right now. Let's just tell God, beyond our doubts, beyond our fears, Lord, we need your passion. Beyond our fears, beyond our ignorance, beyond our doubts, like Thomas, Lord, we need your passion. We want to see you. Lord, reveal yourself to us. Hi, this is Jesse Danisu, the pastor of the tribe Abuja. I hope you enjoyed today's message. Kindly subscribe and share. To stay up to date with the tribe Abuja, kindly follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the tribe Abuja. God bless you.